This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 480 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Julie Firstman. Julie is widely recognized as one of the nation's leading counselors and litigators in equine law. Her practice crosses all equine breeds and disciplines and serves a wide range of equine professionals and associations. She is the author of several books on equine law written for lawyers as well as laypersons. That's you and I. In addition, she has written over 200 articles on equine law and her articles have been published in magazines that include Equus, Horse Drill Illustrated, and Stable Management. Julie's tip today is all about keeping the peace in the equine neighborhood. But first, a word about today's sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products. Choosing a supplement can be confusing. How do you know which run is right for your horse? Kentucky Performance Products will simplify your search for effective, research-proven supplements because they provide solutions to specific problems. A great example is Joint Armor, scientifically formulated joint supplement. The components of Joint Armor provide multi-action support to joints by maintaining fluid motion and flexibility, supporting normal cartilage development, and reducing joint deterioration. Choose Joint Armor from Kentucky Performance Products and provide your horse with the building blocks necessary to maintain healthy joints throughout his lifetime. Ask for Joint Armor by name at your local tack or feed store, or visit them online at kppusa.com. Now, enjoy today's tip. And here we are once again with Julie Fershman, all about equine law. I've got a headache already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Uh, what are we going to talk about today, Julie? What we've got on the, on the docket? I like that word. Let's talk today about how people can protect their right to keep horses in their community, especially mm-hmm. in an age of urban sprawl and people who are not exactly horse-friendly as much as they used to be. That's a good one because there are a lot of communities out there struggling with this issue. Absolutely. Let's go to it. Well, it started with me, too, um, about, oh, my goodness, 20 years ago in my community where I uh, live. It was a very unique place. It's a suburb of Detroit and totally uncharacteristic for its suburban location. People had horses and small horse facilities of uh, just a few acres, and it was beautiful when I first moved in. But then things changed because the lots that were anywhere from two and a half to five or six acres became really attractive to people who wanted to build massive houses. And what began to occur after my husband and I bought our house was people buying out the horse properties, tearing down the barns, and building very, very large homes. And these people really didn't care much for the horses in the neighborhood. So my personal interest was trying to help the horse community, especially when there was a proposal to change the zoning that would have made it really hard to keep horses. Um, Maybe you've seen things like this happening, where people moving in are not horse-friendly, and they want to change the rules. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, I'm from Pennsylvania originally, and it's a, a very big problem with private property as well as public property in Pennsylvania that um, people who, and we have it to some degree here in Kentucky, if you ride bicycles or hike, um, 
you're frequently not welcome as a horse rider on properties that are allowed to have that kind of thing. So um, sounds like you've got some ways that we can kind of um, keep, get at it before the uh, – be- get, get to the sprain before the leg breaks. I do. I've got five tips. Oh, five. Can rattle them off? Get, get your pencils out, them. folks. <laughs> Unless you're in the barn and all you've got is a shovel. Um, but the first is to try to get active in your community. If you're concerned that your community is going to change those rules, change the ordinances to make it harder to keep horses, well, become one of them. Become one of the people who would be involved in proposing these changes. So get active in the community. Join community organizations. These are the feeder groups for community government. With all the time you have, which is probably very little, it's worth it to add some degree of community involvement to your time. Once the people get to know you, they may be less inclined at those high governmental levels to change the rules on you. So the first rule is uh, is get active. Uh, the second one I think holds true for people with horses everywhere, and that is try to keep your horse facility as neat and clean as possible. And that was what people in my community did uh, when we had mega houses moving in and fewer horses. We made sure that our pastures didn't have piles of manure as much as as much as we could. In my case, I would go out and try and rake it all. I only had a horse or two at a time and keep the place clean because I figured that if the place were clean and well-kept, the neighbors wouldn't complain. How could they? Um, I'd also make sure to get my fencing in order, touch it up if there was a problem, uh, keep the flowers looking nice so that the neighbors felt that I wasn't cutting back on the property values. So you don't, you don't want to be the Adams family house in the neighborhood? <laughs> Not the Adams family house with horses. What, you and are we, a target. Yeah, we were, Glenn and I just very recently were at Graceland. It was our very first visit ever to Graceland, Elvis Presley's home, which is smack in the middle of the city of Memphis now. The city has really grown around it, and it's like 15 acres or something. It's pretty small. And there are horses there because Elvis owned horses when he was alive, and they still have horses there in his honor. And it was very interesting because there wasn't a pile of poo in that pasture. (laughs) The place was immaculate. And I looked at that. I said, what a fine example of... In this case, it makes sense for them because, really, the Graceland is a commercial adventure nowadays. Um, but they've really made themselves city-friendly. Mm-hmm. The fences are made such that the horses are not able to hang their f- heads over and fuss at a neighbor. So, that, you know, the neighbor's having a picnic, and they've got all the grandkids there, and the grandkid might just walk over and shove his fingers right into Thunder's mouth. Well, they've designed fences so that that can't happen. And they keep the place really, really, really clean and well-kept, and the animals are are well-kept after. Um, So I I definitely can see examples of what you're talking about in other places that your community changes, change with it. Just because you've always kept your horses in the backyard Green Acres farm fashion where, you know, it really didn't matter if they were mowed. And, you know, if the fence broke once in a while and the horse got loose on the back road, nobody really cared. Well, 30 years later, the back road is sort of a major road, major road now, and you have neighbors who don't understand livestock. It behooves you to try to keep up with the times to make that privilege of owning livestock, and in this day and age, unfortunately, it's more of a privilege than a right, um, to keep it going. That kind of makes good sense. 
Sure. And it doesn't always take a lot of money. It's simply a matter of keeping the place up, keeping it clean. You know what it takes? It takes a really good dumpster. (laughs) Dumpster's your friend. Frankly, some people may not be allowed to have dumpsters. It may be against the zoning. Uh, And if that's the case, then just be ready to get the uh, manure off the premises, find a place that's happy to take it. And in my case, in fact, it was a gardener. And I loaded it up in my pickup truck and took it out to him every week, and he was a happy man. And I was happy to get it out of my property. Uh, Awesome. So it's it's pretty simple. It's pretty easy, but just keeping the place neat. Next one is uh, kind of a corollary to that. Keep your horse, your non-horse, that is, neighbors happy. And I say that because when we first bought our property, we had a neighbor behind us and a a neighbor next to us, both having outdoor in-ground swimming pools. And we knew that if our horses were um, not tended well and if there was too much manure in the pasture, they'd be out at their pool knowing they were not horse people. We knew they'd be smelling manure and they wouldn't be very happy with us. We did a couple of things then. We cut our pasture fencing back from the plan so that the horses wouldn't be as close to their property. And it gave them a little bit more, um, shall I say, breathing room. (laughs) But they appreciated that. They were happy with us because they felt that we accommodated them, and they became our biggest supporters. When the uh, community tried to change the zoning, my neighbors came out and spoke out in favor of the horses. Uh, So keeping your neighbors happy if they're non-horse people is always a very, very good thing. And it's it's easier said than done, I realize. Uh, But showing some accommodation, showing some effort can really pay off. Meet in the middle. Uh, Yeah. Absolutely. Finally, be responsible. When you're taking your horse for a ride in an area where you've got neighbors who are not exactly crazy about horses and a horse just happens to leave a a pretty big pile of manure in front of their property, maybe come back later and clean that off. Be responsible. Don't ride your horse over their grass and leave marks that will get them upset. Be responsible. It's uh, everything you do, I say, every action you take with a horse, makes you an ambassador for the rest of the horse people in your community. So be a good ambassador, and that, too, will go a long way. Absolutely. I I distinctly remember uh, quite a few angry neighbors waving arms when you ride down a a paved driveway, especially, and the horse leaves a pile in the driveway. By golly, even if you're like me and you have a car, I don't even have a pickup truck. I have a little car. Um... Before you need to, figure out a way that when your horse leaves something behind on a piece of ground that you have permission to use, whether it's your neighbors or just a public road that is frequented by folks in the neighborhood who maybe don't appreciate horses for what they are, Right. figure out a way that you can sweep it off the road into the woods alongside the road or pick it up and dispose of it appropriately in the manure pile. So, And believe it or not, I've actually seen letters to the editor in newspapers complaining about horse poop on public roads. And take a wild guess what town in Pennsylvania the letter to the editor was in. Probably an Amish town. (laughs) Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is... You know, at last time I checked, some 20% of the population is Amish and therefore uses a buggy to transport themselves around. Um, somebody actually wrote a letter to the editor complaining about the manure in the streets in the city and that, you know, there, there needs to be somebody come out and clean it up. Now, I, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, 
it was just a laughing stock because the the local economy is really um, strongly supported by that community because of the tourism. But um, be aware that I, and I, you know, something I feel the same way about doggy do. You know, when somebody doesn't clean up their doggy mess, I get really, really cranky. So I have to try to um, project that onto a non-horse person. They probably find the same sense of offense that I would about doggy do. I look at horse poo and go, well, big deal. <laughs> but a, you know, a non-horse person would look at it the same way as somebody's dog going to the potty in their front yard and not cleaning it up. It's really a simple effort, I think, if people just remember the perspective of the non-horse uh, individual out there. Think about how that person looks to your activity, and with those eyes, with that mindset, try to rethink uh, what you're doing. And, and I think you're right. Small efforts like cleaning things up might be all it takes to shut somebody up and make them a proponent of your activity. They'll right. leave you and, alone. Yeah. And, and maybe if you notice that one of those neighbors is a gardener, Mention to him when you're having a conversation over iced tea sometime that, you know, you compost your horse manure because it's the green thing to do, and you would be very happy to bring some to him every spring and spread it on his garden. You can make a great friend. I think that's a, a very <laughs> good go. will gesture. Yep. Nice there you go. Gesture. you, you got to turn it around. And, uh, you know, once again, thank you so much for stopping by, Julie. Great tips again on uh, keeping the peace in those communities that are split betwixt horse folks and not. And uh, we'll be seeing, again, seeing you again soon, eh? Wonderful. Well, there you go. Thanks so much for stopping by, Julie. To listen to all of Julie's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the Experts drop-down menu on the left-hand side. All of the experts are alphabetized and easy to find. You can also go to Julie's website at www.horsetipdaily.com equinelaw.net. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover. You can subscribe to all of the great shows of the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.